Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIPP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag KIP, hashtag KIP. Help me to make KIP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Hey, 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 KIP Nation. So blessed to be on the microphone tonight, today. It's about 2 o'clock in the morning where I am. It just feels good to have this quiet time and this time of solitude and just a time of gratitude to be thankful. On one of my reels on Facebook and Instagram, talk about just being thankful, thankful for all that God is doing in our lives, thankful for the air that we breathe, thankful for the utility of our mind, thank you for the resourcefulness of our body, our hands, extremities. Thank you. Thank you for life, really. I mean, really, for your life. Have you ever stopped to think about how gracious God is? Thank you for this very moment that we literally share together, whether you're in your kitchen or in your car or in your living room or in your bedroom or whatever you may be listening to this podcast, this is a moment that God has blessed us with and a moment that we need to embrace and give him the glory and give him the honor and give him thanks for what he's doing in our lives. So to all of you who are listening from all over the world, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for allowing me to speak into your lives on a weekly basis. I appreciate your ear, your heart, your prayers, and I just appreciate you as the Kip Nation listening audience. Today, I want to share from a topic that is dear to my heart, and it really, the title really comes from an interaction that I've had from one of my uh, friends. I'm going to call him QJ down in Jacksonville, uh, just a really, really, really stand-up guy, a real brother in the Lord, a real comrade in arms. But we have these conversations, and one of the things, and I'll, I'll have him on one of these nights and a day so you can hear for yourself, but he, he shared with me uh, this topic of discussion. We have these topic of discussions. We go backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards, and Sometimes we get caught in granular details that mean absolutely nothing but the fact of the matter. We both agree that Jesus Christ is Lord. But at the end of the day, 
we were sharing and he has this this inquiry that he uses on people and he asks them about their moment of salvation and he talks about the term encounter and literally he asks people when did you encounter God and I remember my day of salvation so vividly so vividly uh, even as if it was yesterday and it was really a, a period that God was drawing me in and drawing me in and I remember being a young man on the campus of Howard University and just feeling depressed and feeling out of it and, and just really feeling that I wanted to take my own life and, and life wasn't worth living. And I know a lot of young people go through this stage in their lives. I was ministering to someone earlier this week who was going through this stage in their life and the enemy will try to snuff you out before you get snorted because the enemy knows your future and knows your potential and wants you to abort the mission that God has given you that you have yet to hear about. At that time in my life, at the young age of 21, I, actually I was 19, at the young age of 19, I had not known the mission and the commission that would be in my life. But God knew and the enemy knew. And so the enemy will try to take you out. Well, I, I want to tell you that was my encounter. I, I got on my knees. I confessed my sins before God and asked Jesus Christ to come into my life as my Lord and Savior. And I never forget the feeling of being rocked to sleep by God himself and the security that I felt that I was no longer on my own, that I had a friend a friend indeed, a savior. I had a father. I had a confidant. I had the presence of the Holy Spirit that was sealed in me into the day of redemption. And from that day in April of 1988, my life, actually 1984, my life has not been the same. From April 9th of 1984, Things have changed simply because I had an encounter with God. When you have an encounter with God, it will change your life. That's what my new book release is about, having an encounter with God. But all of the precursors that have to transpire or that will transpire as we move towards that encounter. But what I sincerely want to talk about today is the question of, where you are right now in your faith with God. Many of you, as I told my story, can go back 10 years or 5 years or 20 years or 30 years or 40 years and recall your encounter with God. Many of you can remember the fire that was set to your feet and set to your heart and the renewed state of your mind, the organic new assignment that you were given by God and you on fire witnessing and testifying and sharing the glory of the glorious gospel everywhere you went. But now, 10 years later, five years later, 40 years later, 30 years later, where are you? Where's your faith? Are you still as excited? Are you still on fire? 
Are you still ready and willing to do whatever it is that God is asking you to do? Do you still pray and ask God, God, what is my assignment on this morning? Because I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something and I'll tell you I'm going to speak a fact that we often have to deal with. And one of the things that we have to deal with is our rituals, our routines. Every day we have routines that we go through. And sometimes those routines become monotonous. Whether we get up in the morning and brush our teeth, then we exercise, then we get a cup of coffee, then we read a scripture, pray a quick prayer and go out the door. Whatever your routine is, it can become monotonous. And routine translates because what happens is we can have a routine that becomes religion. So our ways become religious ways. And after a while, routine translates into religion and religion translates into a space of, of, of nothingness. Where there's no power. There's no authority. There's no more dominion. There's no more favor. There's no more grace in your life. And, and I, I'm not saying they no longer exist. It's just you don't have the connection with God. You have not had an encounter with God in so long. When you go to church, you don't even expect a miracle. When you say your prayers, you didn't expect to be answered. When you uh, uh, see people, you don't have the same fervor you had when you would want to share the gospel. And I know these are, are trying times. I know these are tough times. And I know that we have to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. But the scripture is clear. He that wins souls is wise. And if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of the Lord to give liberally and upbraid if not. So the Lord will not withhold wisdom from you. But do you even ask for wisdom? To minister to your neighbor, to minister to your child, to minister to your husband or your wife or your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Do you even ask? I'll be praying with everything with prayer and supplication. Let your request be made known unto the Lord. I'll be praying like we used to. When we go to church, do we worship or do we sit? Do we pray for the pastor before we get there? Do we pray for the environment? Do we pray for an organic encounter with God so that every time we leave his presence, wherever two or more gathered in his name, and I'm not talking about the church as a building. I'm more or less talking about the church as the called out, the ecclesia, the called out of God. Are, are you still called out? Do you still hear his voice? Are you still getting assignments? Do you know your purpose? Do you know your call? Are we still in love with God? Do you still love Jesus like you did 10 years or 20 or 40 years ago? Has your faith dried up? Have we forgot what it's like to be in his presence? When is the last time you weeped in his arms? When is the last time you called his name? I mean, really called his name. When is the last time you felt him in the room with you? Felt the very presence, presence and essence of God with you? All I'm saying is this, and I'm not asking these questions because I'm better than you or 
someone else is better than you. I'm not asking you these questions to embarrass anyone. I'm not asking you these questions just to be in your business. I'm asking these questions because God is calling us back to his side. And in this season, we have an opportunity to repent for our waywardness, to ask God to forgive us for our flippant and recalcitrant hearts. Ask God to come back into our lives and shake us up again, to ask God for an encounter with him, to ask God to break up the fallow ground in our hearts, to break up our religious monotonous ways, and to ask God to give us a, a, a vitality for the gospel and the things of the kingdom, to ask God to shake up everything that's in us when that and our hearts are made of stone, make them like flesh again to ask God to give us the feet of the dead so that we may climb the mountains of Zion and call on the name of Jesus, praying for our communities and praying for our families and praying for our children and believing that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can think or ask. Kip Nation, we need an encounter with God. We need to not try to go back and get what we had, but to get what's in front of us. We need to examine ourselves to make sure we're still in the faith. We need to pray and seek first the kingdom of God because that's where it's all at. That's the foundation of our relationship with God when we're seeking him first. This is our season, the season of the encounter. This is our season to take back what the devil stole. But we're not taking anything back until we get back in the face of God. Till we get back on our knees. Till we get back in our word. This is the season that God is calling his children back to him. And those of us who are earnest are coming back to him in groves, in tears, and in piety, and in love, and in sincere faith, and saying, God, I have messed up, I have been sheep, and I have gone astray, but I'm back. I need to talk to somebody who needs to know that God wants us back. That regardless of our status in life, whether you're a minister, or a corporate leader, or you lead Sunday school or whatever it is that you do on your job as a vocation or advocation, whatever you do, God is calling us home and trying to reestablish relationships with us to have those encounters again. And an encounter shouldn't be what we talked about in reference to something that happened to us years ago. But we can have a fresh encounter with God every week. We can have an appointment with destiny every week. We can hear from the heart of God every week. We can make changes in our life. We can change the trajectory of our faith simply by getting in the face of God, hearing his voice and doing what he asks us to do. This is our season, Kingdom Nation, to stand, to rise, to give God the glory, and to be intentional about getting God the glory when he gives us assignments to fulfill in our community. This is not a season just to be caught up in 
what we want and where we want and how we want to succeed. This is a season to see what it is that God needs us to do to advance the kingdom of God. That's right. Advance the kingdom of God. That's right. An advancing army. Can you hear the sound of an advancing army? Can you hear the sound of the reign of God? The rain, like rain on the earth, dropping into the earth from the heavens, announcing that God has coming with an advancing army on every city in the world because there is a people, there is a people without a shadow of a doubt who when they came into the faith, came into the faith pure, holy, and ready to seek the face of God. Let's get back that to that place let's get back to the fight i talked about this a few weeks ago let's get back in the fight let's rise again we don't have to be in a prison you know the story of peter of uh, herod sitting him in a prison waiting to condemn him and kill him but the angel of the lord came and rescued you well the angel of the lord is here to rescue us all over the world to break the shackles to set us free the gates will open before us the gates of our enemy will release us that we might continue to spread the gospel all over the world this is our season to encounter god again that's all i wanted to say if the enemies rock you to sleep wake up if you've been dry bone in the church hmm <laughs> Ask God to speak life. I ask God right now to speak life over your dry bones. If you've been angry or mad about something, be ye angry but sin not. I'm asking God to release us from everything that has hindered the move of God in your life. We can have an encounter every day. But we got to break out of our ruts, got to break out of our routines, got to break out of religion, and we got to pursue the kingdom of God. I want to close with just a simple scripture that I... I want you to keep in your heart, or maybe two, Romans 1 and 2, I beseech you, brethren, I beg you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of our minds, that we may prove what is that good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. Be ye transformed, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. He didn't say at church. This is in the home. This is on our job. This is in the boardroom. Our bodies are a living sacrifice that God ought to be able to use. And that doesn't mean you some fanatic going crazy where they want to put a straitjacket on you. It just means that your character and your demeanor and your structure and your order and the way that you carry out your business is so kingdom-like that they see the face and the hand of our God on your life. That's what I'm talking about. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Every day before you get up, every day before you go, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Stop worrying. Worship. Exchange worrying for worship and make sure that your life is complete as you encounter God on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. But don't ever forget that God is still alive and well and that he gives us all the privilege to come to his throne and to seek his face 
and to be changed, to be delivered, and to become the vessel of God that he's called us to be. You can still encounter God. And yes, we need church. We need to go. We need to hear the word of God. No doubt about it. But it takes more than church. It takes a relationship outside of the church. A relationship that can be cultivated 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Anywhere that you exist, God will never leave you nor forsake you. So it's with you always, wherever you go. So wherever you are today and whatever part of your car you're sitting or whatever part of your house you're sitting or wherever you are, God is present with you. Call on him for every situation, both good and bad. Wash them to wash you in the blood of the lamb and make you white as snow. And ask them to open your ears and your heart again so you can experience an encounter with God. You've been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I pray that you've been blessed by the word today. If you want to continue this encounter relationship, don't forget to go to Barnes and Nobles or go to Amazon. Pick up my latest book, A Press Into the Power, A Journey to Health and Healing and Breakthrough. Uh, make sure that you, you pick that up. If you've already read it, please, ma'am, please, sir, don't forget to make sure that you write, write a review on either Amazon or uh, Barnes and Nobles. Uh, click stars as well. Uh, those are two things. Write a review and click stars. Write a review and click stars. And then, of course, share it with someone else who needs to know that they, too, can press into the power and have an encounter with God. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Next week we'll be talking again. And then we're going to start having some more guests in. Uh, they were flying in. In a couple of weeks. We're just going to have a good time over the next few weeks. Just hearing the hearts of people. Who are striving to commit to Christ. And do the things that God have called them to do. Amen. So get, get ready for it. Uh, love you guys again. I mean it from the depths of my heart. I probably said it four or five times in this podcast, but there's a reason for it. So get ready and get ready for an encounter with God. And don't forget, make sure you go and what? Oh, you know, influence the nations. God bless. <laughs>